Hey everybody, welcome to Around the Farm, the podcast about all things ag. I'm your host, Clint Chaffer, and today we're going to be talking with Sean Canned from Backroads Consulting about the importance of crop scouting and all the tools you need to be successful. So stay tuned. Hey Sean, I just want to say thanks for uh, thanks for joining the podcast here uh, here today and taking time out of your busy schedule. Uh, how about uh, you, you introduce yourself to the listeners here? Uh, my name is Sean Cand. I uh, I own a company called Backroads Consulting in uh, Owensboro, Kentucky. Uh, I've been in this area for almost twenty one years. Uh, started out in research, uh, moved into uh, crop scouting, then uh, moved into retail was in retail for many, many years. And uh, back in 2017, I decided to start my own independent uh, crop consulting uh, advising uh, company here in the area. And uh, it's been uh, a great decision for me to do that. It's been very, very uh, positive. So I always got to ask, you know, anybody that uh, that jumps out there and takes that initiative to start their own business, I mean, how, how was that? Walk me through that decision. It was difficult. I mean, I went around and, and visited several of my customers kind of secretly at the time and, and asked if they'd be interested in me just being their full-time advisor. And uh, after a few short weeks, I had close to 16,000 acres to scout. So oh, wow. once I kind of did the math with that, uh, it was I quit. And once the word got out that I quit, I then had close to 18,000 acres to scout. So that's that's my limit right there. I, I really uh, difficult to take on any more business, and 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 I do truly believe you you really need to uh, take care of the customers who've taken care of you. So uh, I've I really concentrate on the guys who were there in the beginning for me. So, well, I you know I just assume Sean that uh, you got that many acres that quick out of the gate, probably for the reputation that you had before that. So uh, I would uh, say that that speaks a lot of you. I feel very fortunate. Yes. No, that's that. That's great. I mean, just as of right now, you know, I mean, here we are in the summertime. Uh, how's it looking? You know, just the uh, the crops looking like in uh, in your area. It's finally found its legs. Uh, honestly, there through end of April and May, we were struggling to get a. a our beans were up. Uh, we can discuss slugs if you want. <laughs> we 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 struggled, but um, we finally got some temperatures. We got some heat. We got some sun out, and and now the crop absolutely looks very very good uh, considering what we went through. So, well, you know, I don't mind talking slugs, but my favorite kind of slugs are deer slugs. That's what I'd rather talk about. You know, <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> yeah, uh, it was impressive this year. What 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 uh, when you're going out there? I mean, just speaking of that, what what kind of things are you looking for when you're out in the field? I mean, you talk about slugs and things of that nature. What other kind of pest and disease are you are you looking at uh, when you're out in the field? This year, I mean, every year's this way, but pythium and corn is a big one uh, that we we had several acres this year that uh, come to affect us, uh, and then just overall insects, wireworms, another one. Uh, in, in soybeans, the insect, main insect in the spring this year has been slugs. Uh, those are the main diseases, and, and in a lot of the main insects, wireworms, grubs, uh, flea beetles. Uh, I mean, when you're out, there's, there's, I know there's a lot of technology in the world right now with drones and stuff, but I really don't think that's ever going to take place of boots on the ground to physically nope. have a shovel and dig that plant up and see what's, what's going on. 
I mean, you talked about early, you know, I mean, uh, about just how many acres that, uh, that you're covering. I mean, that's, that's a, a, a ton of acres, and I would assume that's a lot of fields for you to cover as well with a lot of things that you're looking at, whether it's pest disease or anything of that nature. Uh, how, do, how do you cover that much ground? What kind of tools are you using? Well, I've got a, a Polaris Ranger, you know, in the spring. I can zoom across the field, and, and it's funny. I, my growers and I, we have the joke, when you've got a field that's going good, you're through that thing fast. I mean, when everything's firing all cylinders, you can tell, and you don't have to spend much time there. I'll spend three times as much time in a field that's going wrong, just trying to figure out what's happening, what's what disease is here, what's causing this problem. Is it compaction? Is it a is it is it something the growers done? Is it something I can try and hey, we're seeing this. Hey, on the next acres, you need to make a change. You know. Um, but on when acres are good, man, you fly through that field. You're you're moving on to the next. So uh, that's that's one reason why if, if growers do it, you know what's the old saying of well sown, half grown. You know, I mean, if everything's going, man, you're you're off to the races, and you really don't have to spend much time on those those acres trying to find a problem because there usually isn't one. You know, in a, in a previous episode or our last episode, you know, we talked a lot about uh, the importance of stand counts, right? And uh, understanding emergence coming through uh, at the beginning of the season. Uh, talk, you know, talk me through just what your process is to, to go around all these fields to just make sure that we're getting off to the right start. Well, honestly, my process starts actually in February. I, I actually um, get samples of seed and send off the labs to get tested. Oh, wow. uh, so we've done a, a saturated cold germ test. We've run a, a pericarp damage test. We get those results back. I've got a spreadsheet that I put it on. I bring it to the customer and we sit here and go over, hey, these varieties here, we need to be planting first. They have the best scores. Uh, pericarp damage is low. These varieties here, they've got saturated germ tests are coming in the 70s. Your pericarp damage is plus 10%. Uh, we ought to hold off till later in the season to plant these or when we're in more vibrant, warmer conditions. So that's kind of the start of, of getting good stand counts, getting the start. I mean, it's, it's expensive as this seed corn is, you know, the first opportunity to get it in the ground has got to be, it's got to be perfect. You know, it really needs to be the best hybrid, the best seed going in the ground to get, to get that start you want. So, and then once the seed comes up, then we're out there doing our stand counts. We're saying, are we seeing what the data showed? Are we getting problems? And and honestly, this year I had some high pericarp damage on some seed, and it kind of funny. Some of that high pericarp damage, I ended up having some pythium problems on that seed. So I, I don't know if there's necessarily a correlation there. It just may have just been a fluke, but uh, it was kind of interesting how some of that stuff fell into place. Well, I, I tell you what, you know, uh, my, my, my father farms and we try to go out there and, uh, and scout a, scout a few fields, but, uh, I typically probably, you know, I probably don't have the right tools. Uh, if I'm going to go out and scout a field, uh, what kind of advice would you give me? You said ranger and you said digging up. So I'm going to assume I'm going to need a shovel. Uh, what, what are the other tools that, uh, that would help you scout? Tape measure, of course, to, to measure out your, your length you need to count, um, and of course, your cell phone, take those pictures, get an understanding, because there's, there's sometimes, I'm not perfect, there's some things I'm gonna see that I don't know, I can snap a picture of it and then do my research on the internet at night trying to figure out exactly what's going on. Um, those are the main, main tools for me, and then just what's up in your brain, just your knowledge to realize when you see something that's wrong, ask why. Why is this happening? Why is this going on? Why, what has happened 
within the planter. Understanding how the tractor was traveling through the field is a big one. You know, knowing which direction yep. the tractor was planting, know which side of the row. I mean, that's, that's a big one for me is I can, you know, if you're really paying attention, you can see row number nine is giving this guy fits. Hey, call him on the phone saying, hey, check row nine, something's happening. You know, a lot of times when we figure those things out, we're already done planting, unfortunately, but it's, it's something for next year. It's all, that's the other thing. You look at, at crop, I mean, it, you have one opportunity this year to try and get something right. And if you are sitting at the end of the year and you've learned nothing from this previous year, you've wasted a year. I mean, you yeah. literally wasted your time, in my opinion. You, you always need to be trying to push that envelope, looking for different ideas, looking for different things. And if there are problems in the field, what can we do to address it? What is something that we can, is it something we can fix? Is it environmental that we can't fix? What control the controls, you know, control what you can control. Now you mentioned a lot of like physical tools, right? Uh, with the the tape measure and the and the and the like I said, the the shovel and everything else. What about from like a digital standpoint? You know, I mean, are there uh, are there tools that you're using to 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 look at some of that data? So yeah, I mean, I mean, I use FieldView a lot. It's it's a big impact on. I can't keep up with where variety, all the varieties are planted across eighteen thousand acres. So. Growers that use FieldView, I don't have to call them up every 10 minutes. Hey, what's planting here? When's the planting date? What's going on? Blah, 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 blah. I have it all in my hand. And that, that's a big advantage to me where I don't have to keep up with all the information that I have. Uh, I, I do run my own scouting app, which is which is nice. It, it actually has a, as I drive through the field, it shows exactly where I am in the field. I can record pictures. Um, and then before I leave the field, I usually send that grower an email or a text message, and it's got a PDF version sent to them. So uh, growers seem to like that. It gives them a record to show that I was in the field, of course. And then they've got some recommendations, some ideas what's happening in that field, uh, you know, what's really going on for them, where they don't have to worry about it or, hey, we've got a problem. We need to, hey, let's get together and go look at this together and see if we can figure it out. Well, you know, you, you mentioned before, you know, like if, uh, if row nine is, is not functioning and being able to see that and, uh, dad and I, of course we run uh, field view on our, uh, our operation as well. And we had just a, a small tick of uh, population that was kind of affecting one row and you kind of think like, okay, you know, maybe it's just, it's just that row. And we finally opened up the, uh, the meter and looked at it. And sure enough, one of those little holes in that plate was plugged up with the end of a, end of a piece of seed, you know? So it is important, right? To, to understand that and be able to see all that data it's absolutely important and and again a lot of times in in one grower's example i found i think it was row four was there's something wrong with his drop the 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 emergence was was erratic as well as the spacing was terrible um but again by the time i noticed this we're we're 99 done you know so again it's, it's bringing that planter into the shop this summer and going through it and making sure it's it's ready to go for next year but uh you, if you need to have someone, if you're not doing it, you need to have someone out there looking at these things because this is that's expensive. If you know if one row's going out, who's to say that you don't have three or four rows going out? I had one grower. We he got a new planter this year, uh, hydraulically driven for the first time, um, and we noticed when the corn came up that we had spacing was perfect within the first four or five feet. Then it would. Skip, we'd have these big gaps and, and it followed this same pattern across the whole planter all the way. 
And uh, we haven't figured it out truly. We've got to get it back out into a pasture field and figure it out. We think it's actually the hydraulics on the tractor. It's not feeding enough to the planter, uh-huh. and it's doing this surging effect out in the field. So, unfortunately, you planted, I don't know, eight, 900 acres of corn that way. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it just, you don't see the, he didn't notice it on his monitor. It just wasn't picking it up quick enough. But uh, we noticed it out in the field doing our stand counts. It's like, this is something's wrong. We've got we to gotta fix this. And, and again, hopefully we can get it lined out this, uh, this summer in a pasture field somewhere and, and try and figure out what's going on. You know, you, you just talk about, you know, troubleshooting different things and, and uh, you know, going out into the field and looking for disease. I mean, it just really goes into the importance of, of you know, I always say uh, farming takes a team, right? It takes a team oh, yeah. and it takes a lot of folks with a, with a lot of knowledge. And, uh, and just a few things that you've hit on here, Sean, uh, it's a lot of different aspects of, the, of, of farming and a lot of different even time frames. Uh, how, were you able to just jump right into that or how have you kind of kept up on, on some of those different pieces throughout the season to to really have that full season consulting business it's not easy (laughs) like this year i probably spent way more time in soybeans than i think i ever have um i mean i actually uh landlords were calling their their the the farmers and you know man i can see beans just disappearing in the field due to slugs and i spent way more time in 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 soybeans than I ever thought I would. And it, and it does come down to managing. I mean, I work a lot of Sundays trying to play catch up on the corn acres. The corn acres were a lot less impacted by the weather this year uh, than the slow, than soybeans were. So every year slightly different. Next year, we, you know, we'd have problems in corn and soybeans be a breeze. So as you transition, you know, we're, we're, I'm now starting to do note counts on soybeans. You know, we're getting into the reproductive stages on soybeans, understanding we're just past the summer solstice. So how many nodes do I have for the soybeans this year? I mean, I'm wanting to try and hit a certain goal for yield. I need to have as as many nodes as possible by the summer solstice. So our planting dates play a big part in that on on beans, on corn. You know, we're looking at diseases right now. I've I've been uh, gray leaf spot, physoderma, uh, diplodia leaf streak. All these things are starting to show up. I'm starting to make recommendations on corn. So it's... There's always something to do, but it's a transition. You know, you just got to stay on top of it as quick, as, as efficiently as you can. And, and uh, some fields, like I said, you know, they've been firing all cylinders all year long. I may go visit them just a couple of times. And then if there's another farm on the same guy, I may visit 20 times in a season mm-hmm. because we've had problems. We've had issues. How are they coming along? Do we need to do something different? Do we need to replant? You know, so it's, it's a fun job. It can be, a, I don't know, I've got a couple of farmers that uh, make jokes with me that always seem to give them bad news. Between <laughs> April 1st and the end of May, I'm the Grim Reaper. It's like I never give positive news. Uh, so, uh, but again, I've also had the same conversation with growers that have said, "It's I'm glad you're here because we wouldn't have noticed this for another two weeks because we're still busy as can be planting. We wouldn't have gone back and looked at that field for another two weeks, and here you are giving us a head up that we have a serious problem, and we're going to just pull a planter off and go do something different. So, it, that that that's a positive. I need I need to get positive feedback too every once in a while so <laughs> no understand that that uh you know i think a lot of times no news is good news right and uh and when you get news it's usually about an issue and uh i think yeah. that's just kind of natural yeah. i'm but. never i try and give them good news as well i'll start out with that <laughs> like hey this farm smithfield looks great but 
over here, we've got a, we got an issue. So, so farmers have consultants, right, to, to help them work through the seasons. I mean, do, do consultants have consultants? I mean, do you ever run into some roadblocks where you just got to phone a friend or have some folks that you got to lean on a little bit? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, being in the role that I've been in retail, I've, I've never burned any bridges with, with any of the retailers that I've, I've worked with. I, I still get phone calls uh, from them. I call them. You know, if they've got a new product, I ask questions. Hey, what's going on with this? I need to know. Um, so if, if I have issues, yeah, I've got to lean on somebody. I lean on the manufacturers. I lean on the retailers. Uh, there's a few uh, university people, you know, I follow on Twitter and things just to keep up with what's going on. So um, communication in this in this day and age is if you're, if you're, you got to have a core group of people you can always fall back on. And I feel fortunate that, like I said, I've never burned bridges with, with any people I've worked with. And, and it's, it's been an asset to be able to just make, pick up that phone call and say, Hey, I'm seeing something here I've never seen before and I need some help. So I'm not scared to ask for it. Another big thing too, you know, just leaning on that trust piece, right? I mean, a, a farmer puts a lot of trust in you, right? I mean, you talked about uh, making recommendations, which is really, you know, helping them make those key decisions. And I would assume some of those recommendations are are maybe out of the comfort of their wheelhouse, right? Maybe it's a certain disease or maybe they need to spray fungicide. We're, you know, kind of talk me through how, how do you how do you build that that confidence or build that trust to get a farmer to try something maybe that they they haven't done yet uh the the biggest one that i it happened a couple of times this year was replant uh in all honesty the several people who had looked at the same field no you need to keep it you need to keep it and i was adamant that it needed to be replanted i i I was, I even told a grower I wanted on the record that I disagree with this decision. And about two days later, um, they, they turn around and they ended up following my recommendation. And they, they actually called me up one day and said, man, you were right. That was wow. the right decision because our neighbors didn't. Yep. And now we're looking at what their crop looks like and we look at what ours looks like. And you made the right call there. And that, that, that builds that confidence in me too, that I'm making those right decisions. So um, certain growers do have a, a knack for willing to try things. I mean, I've got a handful of guys that I'll come up with some crazy idea. They're like, oh yeah, here we'll do 25, 30 acres. They're, they're not yep. scared to take that risk in that. If it sounds like a sound idea, you know, uh, then I've got a handful of guys that they're a little bit older uh, generation and they, uh, they need a little, I don't know, a little bit more encouragement or they're just not going to try things. So with my guys who are a little bit more, I hate to use the term progressive, but they're, they're out there on that limb. They're willing to try things. And, and that, that's important. You should always be pushing that envelope a little bit more, changing nitrogen rates, lowering nitrogen rates, doing Y drops, uh, two by two applications, running different things in, in furrow potentially. So, uh, if, if if a guy's continuing to do the same thing, I, I promise you, he's not he's not going to, a, to the next level if he keeps doing the same thing every year. 
you know, my old man's been going at it for, I think, a little over 50 years now, and we still do population trials. We're still trying to do planting date trials. And uh, I loved your comment earlier that uh, if you get to the end of the season and you didn't, you didn't learn anything, you, you missed out, right? You missed and, out. Uh, and I think uh, taking that advantage of, of just trying to learn something new, yeah. um, I, I just think that's uh, such an important piece. So I, I, I love hearing that you're, a, you're an advocate of that. So that's, oh, uh, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I tease one one of my farmers. I told him he's like, I think he's 55, 56 years old. And I, I kind of looked at him with that. I said, you only have maybe 15 more years to get this right. So, you know, you got to learn something every year. You got to keep, keep, keep on it. So, so Sean, I got to get into the important topics here. I got to ask, how's, how's Copper doing? I mean, he was in, uh, in one of the videos here. So how's he been? He's doing good. He's, uh, he's, He's, uh, I've upgraded my truck, so I had a uh, smaller truck with uh, just a little small extended cab, so he, he didn't have a whole lot of room back there. And actually, I, I picked up a truck this year that has a full cab, four-door, and so he's just sprawled out. He's all the entire back seat. I've raised the seats up, so he's got the whole back seat all to himself. So he's, uh, he's doing well. For those that may not know, Copper is Sean's dog. So what, 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 what kind of dog is he? He's a, a yellow lab. Uh, he's I've had him. He's uh, going on six years old. Uh, he's probably the smartest dog I've ever had. He's he's uh, he's a great companion to take with you during the day. The farmers love him. They always ask about him when he's when he's with me. Um, uh, I've got several farmers that actually have bags of treats for him when we go visit. You know so. <laughs> uh, he goes with me about every day. He rides in the Polaris when when he gets tired. We've got a Yeti cooler in the back of the, the Polaris that I empty the drain plug and fill his water bowl up. And we've got a nice little system together. And uh, he's usually ready to go every single morning, uh, almost sitting out my bedroom door, just waiting for me to get going. So uh, I tell you what, uh, Sean, there's just not much better uh, in life than a good old farm dog, man. That, uh, that is great to hear. Uh, anytime you can have uh, have a dog uh, palling around with you, especially when you got to work, it just makes work even more fun, right? It is, yeah. It's it's been enjoyable having him. He can be a pain. It's like having a little kid with you all the time, but uh, he's he's enjoyable to have around. Well, hey, I really appreciate uh, appreciate this conversation, Sean. I appreciate again you taking time out of your day. I do have to ask; it's one thing uh, you know that, uh, that that we like to ask uh, all of our guests. But what is the the one piece of advice or the best piece of advice that uh, that you've ever received uh, in, in regards to your career? Uh, well, it had to do with me starting this business. Um, one of my growers who's, who actually really uh, convinced me to, to do this, he said, you don't want to be 65 years old looking back on your life and regretting that you didn't at least try to do this. Because he said, someone will hire you. You're, you're, you've been in this area too long. Take this risk because if it doesn't work, you'll have another job. Don't worry about that. Someone will hire you. Retailer, manufacturer, just don't even think about it. Just take take the leap and and I, best advice I've ever been getting and, and it's it's made a quality of life for me so much more enjoyable uh, being your own boss uh, my, my whole family is uh, kind of involved in this a little bit my daughter helps me with a little bit of work on the computer uh, my wife you know drops letters off for me invoices I mean it's 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 been enjoyable and, and it's uh, 
I'm very fortunate to be in the position I am with, with such great customers, and uh, and I feel like uh, I, I'm fortunate to be a trusted advisor for for their farming operations. Well, that is absolutely wonderful, and uh, to be able to get your family involved in your business uh, again, just uh, it, it makes uh, makes it even more enjoyable, right? So. Well, hey, again, thank you for jumping on. We won't take any more of your time. I know you're busy uh, this time of year, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll maybe uh, bring you back on uh, maybe towards the, towards the tail end of uh, harvest, see, uh, see how some of these results uh, came in. I'd love to do it. Hey, I just want to thank Sean again for joining us here on Around the Farm. And if you have a question you'd like to ask Sean, be sure to drop us a comment. Also, if you like the podcast, be sure to like the podcast and subscribe and ring the bell to get notified each and every time that we push out new episodes. And with that, we'll see you around the farm.